Truth Espresso, episode 139. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. <laughs> And now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. This is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. Hey there, this is Daniel Minnick, your host for Truth Espresso and Truth Espresso Express, and I am driving to work this Tuesday morning as I'm recording, and we're going to talk about the book of Galatians. Yeah, I think I'd... Sometimes it's nice to take a break from the craziness of the political sphere and all the tyranny going on and just focus on the Word of God, and so that's what I'm going to do. And I had uh, studied, I read through the book of Galatians last night, and so I figured that's what we should do, just get a break and a blast of truth against the errors of this world. Galatians does kind of remind me, though, of uh, the confusions of this world, like a people are so easily swayed by those who seem to have authority over them. And so that's my little uh, anecdote to the political realm, because, you know, think two years ago, uh, if you told people what the political elites were getting away with, um, they would think that was crazy and that would never happen. But yet, um, people are easily swayed by those whom they think they can trust as experts on truth. And that is kind of what was happening to the Christians in the Galatian churches to which Paul wrote. So what about the epistle to the Galatians? Um, it was one of Paul's first epistles, one of his early epistles. Um, so he seems to talk about uh, one missionary journey in there. Um, so, yeah, I looked up different uh, sites to see how they order Paul's epistles. Some of them would have Galatians at the beginning. Some would actually have, a few would actually have uh, 1 Corinthians at the beginning. And, but most of them would have First and Second Thessalonians written pretty quickly at the beginning, and then Galatians soon afterwards, possibly in the same year, the next year. So, yeah, it's not a perfect history to determine which epistle was, false, was Paul's first, but Galatians was definitely near the beginning. And so it's interesting when we see Galatians how much Paul has to contend for the gospel of God's grace against um, the Judaizers. And that's what um, the Christians, the early Christians, some of Paul's early converts were dealing with, and they were easily swayed. And so I'm going to go through the first three chapters of Galatians as I recall them. <clears throat> basically roughly outlined some some salient points um, in the first three chapters. So, yeah, Paul wrote Galatians possibly 
after First and Second Thessalonians, which mostly dealt with um, eschatology, but Galatians deals uh, mostly with soteriology, and we definitely see that uh, throughout. But you know, exploding on chapters one through three here. And um, I'm going to do another episode of Truth Espresso Express that will deal with the last three chapters of Galatians. So chapter one, I noticed, um, you know, Paul, the, the little bit of eschatology that Paul mentions is soteriological because he, he does say that Christ uh, delivered us from this present evil age, or this present evil world, as the King James uh, translates it. And so, yeah, we do see that there were persecutions going on, and, you know, even today we see that we live in a present evil age, and the age will always, the present age will always be evil, we will always see the forces of evil and Satan fighting against the truth. But we have the promise of the gospel that we will be delivered from it. And now, I also believe that we will ultimately rule and reign with Christ in the new earth. So it doesn't mean that you know, we still sing songs sometimes, this world is <clears throat> not my home, I'm just a passing through, or, you know, I'll fly away, and stuff like that, talking about being raptured up, but, uh, you know, I believe that earth ultimately will be our eternal home, that we will reign with Christ in the new earth, and so being delivered from this present evil age, we will um, ultimately get to reign over the earth in righteousness. And so, you know, that's how Paul says that God will deliver us from the, the current evil age because um, as First and Second Thessalonians, possibly before Galatians talk about, that the enemies of the gospel will be punished with everlasting fire. Uh, you know, those who obey not the gospel. And yeah, so we will have a new earth. God's enemies will be dealt with. And then only the saints will reign on the earth. And so that's a promise definitely to look forward to. But Paul quickly moves on from that to talking about um, the Judaizers. So Paul didn't deliver his gospel from, you know, he didn't get it from other men. He got it directly from the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, yeah, Paul did receive special revelations, just as he, his conversion was a special revelation from Jesus Christ, you know, on the road to Emmaus, the one whom he was persecuting. It was hard for him to kick against the pricks. And then he said, Lord, what would you want me to do? And the rest is history from there. But Paul mentions, basically, that he used to be a Judaizer himself. He persecuted the church of God and wasted it. And, yeah, but God had separated him from his mother's womb and called him by his grace. And, yeah, so he stands uh, as a redeemed apostle. And he was redeemed even out of religiosity, out of um, the bondage of the law in the teaching of the Judaizers because, you know, Paul himself does say that the the law is good, the law is just if one use it lawfully. So you have to understand the law 
righteously, not as something to keep people under bondage, not as a means of salvation, but as a means of revealing the righteousness of God, our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, as Paul mentions later. So he persecuted the church as a Judaizer, as a zealot there, and, but then God specially called him out to preach the gospel, and then the those who were in the churches of Judea, um, he, you know, he was not known by face there, but they said that you know something like he now he preaches the faith that he once tried to destroy. And so, yeah, that's Paul's amazing testimony there. And that kind of provides the uh, prologue to why the gospel is not of the law uh, in the sense that the Judaizers believe it to be. You know, the, the law is not the means of the gospel. The law is, is uh, to bring us to Christ and to bring us to the gospel. And then we move on to chapter 2, and chapter 2 has some very interesting bits there. Paul, um, he talks about, he, you know, his companions there. Um, he mentions uh, Barnabas, and then, yeah, he mentions that Titus, who was a Greek, he didn't compel him to be circumcised to demonstrate that there's the liberty in Christ for those who are Gentile. So many of these Galatians, think of the regions of Galatia, how they were being persuaded by the Jews that, oh, you learned about Christ? Yeah, the Messiah? Yeah, we we believe him too, but remember, he was a Jew and he, he taught the law, and so, yeah, to be fully a Christian, you've got to be circumcised among us, and you have to commit to obeying the law fully, and that is your righteousness. And so these uh, Galatians, these Gentiles, were be becoming persuaded to be proselytized into a Judaism, into a system that... Um, claimed Christ, claimed Jesus as the Messiah, but really was kind of like just an extension of, you know, making the gospel the law of even what those who um, persecuted Christians would say is their righteousness. And so it was kind of like adding, you know, Jesus to uh, the law of Moses for salvation. Now, so Paul mentions the case of Titus that he didn't coerce him to be circumcised, and that was going to be uh, a thing if questions came up uh, from the Judaizers that Paul is going to make the case. He doesn't need to be circumcised because the gospel of Jesus does not demand it. And then you have this very interesting part where uh, Paul is at the Jerusalem Council that we see in Acts chapter 15, and you know, so he tells the apostles there in Jerusalem that uh, about the gospel that he's preaching to the Gentiles, and you know, if there's any confused among them, the Judaizers there, as you know, Peter even had to learn about how God had made the unclean clean. You know, so the revelation of the truth of the gospel, as you know, Jesus said, it's it's preached first among you know in Jerusalem and then Judea and then all Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. 
that the, um, with that, you know, the Holy Spirit would bring the apostles into all truth and you know, first they're preaching Christ, the ones that the one that the Jews killed by the hands of wicked men, and then, you know, he's the name, you know, under him no other or no other name is salvation. And so, yeah, that's what they need to see first. They realize that they crucified the Lord of Glory, and. You know, so they first need to embrace him as Messiah, but then, you know, the gospel, the grace that comes with the gospel would be, you know, have to be revealed to the apostles. And through Paul, uh, God does make that uh, clarification there, just as um, Peter got the clarification as he preached through to Cornelius. And so, Paul mentions that he preached the gospel of the uncircumcision or to the uncircumcision to the apostles at Jerusalem and they recognized the grace that God had given Paul and so you know that was legitimate ministry to the Gentiles and so they give him the right hand of fellowship and they agree that you know he's going to preach the gospel to the Gentiles and they'll um, stay among the Jews there and so they're not so Paul and his companions are going to do the missionary work to the Gentiles but then afterwards Paul mentions that he has a confrontation with Peter and it seems that Peter was living as a hypocrite because you know, Paul mentions that both he and Peter were Jews they were you know, they were Jews who were redeemed, but and they were not sinners of the Gentiles, but yet Peter was living like a Gentile, like in other words, Peter recognized the grace in Christ and that he himself didn't have to live by the law. Now that's not to say that Peter and even Paul sometimes didn't do things, do outward ordinances of the law um, to get their get places you know um but so peter recognized the grace that he had but he out of fear of the jews was living like a hypocrite so he would live like a gentile you know among the gentiles but then when there were uh judaizers around then he would uh he would tell the gentiles you know, you you do need to do this. You need to live under the law, um, and you know Peter was acting out of fear. And you know we, uh, you know impetuous Peter. You know Peter denied Jesus. He had to be redeemed. Peter was one who was led out of emotion sometimes and fear. Yet he was a powerful preacher. So Peter did have his weak moments, and Paul had to uh, confront him because he was not. Um, I believe the Greek word was orthopodeo, not walking straightly according to the gospel. So he would live as a Gentile and yet tell the, the Gentiles that they have to live as the Jews. And Paul says, you know, you know, we know that a man is not justified by the law, but by 
faith. <laughs> I, I think that's what it, what he said basically there. Knowing that a man is not justified by the law. So justification does not come by the law. And that's the argument that Paul makes um, to Peter, you know, that reminding Peter, basically, he says, knowing, yes, Peter knows that a man is not justified by the law, but by faith. And that's what he wants to tell these Galatians here. You know the gospel. So so how are you bewitched as we move to chapter 3? Uh, why have you been bewitched to be convinced by the Judaizers? And it seems, yes, Peter had his fear. He knew the truth, but he would allow himself to be led by fear to please the Judaizers. Um but you know the Galatians were actually going whole hog here, and they were con they were telling other people that they needed the law to be saved, even though the they were initially told that the the salvation is by faith and not by the law. Now Paul is going to explain the purpose of the law, just you know, to correct them, like he gave the gospel to them, but then they got convinced by the Judaizers, and so then the Galatians are then going to have to understand, wait, well, what is the purpose of the law then? It was given, it was the right, given for righteousness, but Paul is going to make sure, you know, here and now that they understand the gospel. And so then, you know, he asks, I, you know, why are you bewitched? You know, who has bewitched you? Uh, that you would, you know, have you begun, like, did you begin in the spirit to be completed in the flesh? Or did you begin by faith, you know, to be saved by faith only to have to complete it by doing the outward works of the law, you know, that doesn't make sense. It's like a rhetorical question. And then he he gives the explains the gospel as it relates to Abraham, because yeah, the Judaizers are going to say Abraham is the father of our faith, and so that's why we keep the law. Well, Paul explains in Galatians chapter three, uh, similarly to how he explains in Romans chapter four. That, you know, yes, Abraham was given circumcision. God changed his name to Abraham, the father of the faithful, um, by the covenant of circumcision. But Abram was justified by faith before circumcision and before the law. So if you claim Abraham as your father, you need to see, even according to the Torah, that Abram was saved was justified by the faith. He, he believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. So he was justified by faith and not by circumcision and not by the law. But yet, so then why did God give the law? Now, Abraham wasn't given the, the Mosaic law, of course, but he was given the covenant of circumcision, which was propagated in the Mosaic law. And so Abram is the father of, you know, the nation of Israel by descent there and by faithfulness. But he's also the father of those, all those who are of faith, uh, with his faith as an example and the blessings. 
So the gospel, Paul says, was preached to Abraham that through him the nations would be blessed. <laughs> you know, so, and, you know, there's some key words that popped out at me in this chapter of Galatians. You know, there's blessing, the blessed, blessed Abraham. They're blessed with faithful Abraham. They receive the blessing. And, you know, there's also uh, inheritance, you know. He says, now, if the inheritance were by the law, that would make faith of none effect, something like that. So, you know, inheritance, you know, Abraham inherited land, right? That was the inheritance, the promised land. But Paul applies, you know, blessing and inheritance um, to those who would be of faith with him. He mentions also seed, and, you know, he explains that to Abram and his seed were the promises made, but, you know, the seeds are not many, but to one, you know, because he just mentioned earlier that the through him the nations would be blessed, so it's not the nations are not seeds, but the, you know, how are the nations, how are people of every nation blessed, but through the one seed of promise that is Christ, and so, well then, how do they get blessed? They're not the recipients of the law, they're not the covenant people of the law, even though the law shows their guilt, but you know, so the purpose of the law was not to be salvation because Paul says, you know, if if the law, if it could be, if it could come by the law, <laughs> then, you know, if righteousness could come by the law, but it, it can't. If there were a law that could have made one, that could have given life, then righteousness would come by the law. But you know that's not what the law does it doesn't give righteousness it in fact uh, shows a curse because it shows you know it was added because of transgressions and that shows how the law becomes a curse because it shows how we're not right with God how we can't keep the law and then but it's through faith and you know the law was given 430 years, you know, as Paul uh, estimates there, after Abraham because of transgressions. But, you know, the law, he says, it was until the seed would come and it was the schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. And then he, I know he concludes the chapter by saying that we are the children of Abraham by faith. So, yeah, uh, if if Abraham is our father and, you know, we're not given the law and the law was until the seed should come. So it's not like there's a people of the law and then a people not of the law. The law, the Mosaic law as a civil covenant, as a um, covenant that marks I, uh, God's people as a peculiar people geopolitically, that's done away with. And then it's the faith as Christ uh, redeemed from the curse of the law. He lived under the law as, the, you know, as I get to the next chapter, which is very important. I use that a lot, Galatians 4, 4 through 5. But we are the children of Abraham by faith, just as Abraham was justified by faith before circumcision, before the law. We are Abraham's seed if we are 
Christ. And, you know, in Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek nor slave nor freed or male nor female. So all that have been um, baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And so, yes, the 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 Paul explains that the Judaizers are wrong. The law is not the end of faith. Um <laughs> basically faith is the end of the law and faith is the beginning of the law so it's all faith and it's all, you know Abraham we're blessed with Abraham by having Abraham's faith in the Messiah the law was added because of transgressions but it was until the seed should come and it's our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ and so that is why the Judaizers are long so are wrong so do not be bewitched by uh, law righteousness salvation okay and so now i parked at uh, work here so stay tuned for the next episode of truth espresso and the next episode of truth espresso express as we glance over the last three chapters of the book of galatians Thank you for waking up with Truth Espresso. Good morning, and God bless your day. Hey friends, Daniel Minnick here again. If you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso. 